Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. If you're wondering about injustice in our society, see, we in the church need to be talking about it. So you don't need to be afraid because you put the word pedophile out there and if you talk about whether a person's innocent or guilty, then you're pro-pedophile. No, you're not. I just want to know the truth. Because if you go down that road, then you know what? They come out with a virus and they tell you that you have to lock down. Well, I, I want to look into whether I really need to lock down, whether I need to mask, whether I need to quarantine, whether I need to vaccinate or not, all those different things. Not that I would ever vaccinate, but... Oh, but if you, if you dare look into it, that means you're pro-death. You're pro-grandma killer. No, you should be able to look into anything and see what is true and what is not. Amen? You, no matter what it is. I mean, I, I think back to my law enforcement career because I've seen both. You're not allowed to question victims. All right, then we're all going to prison. You're not allowed to question a victim. If you dare say sexual offense, if your little kid's in here, it's your fault. There's 200 kids behind these walls in our program. Listen, if your kid's in here and you're like, well, I don't want to hear him talk about sexual things. Listen, the kids are supposed to be behind the gray walls. It's your fault, not mine. But if you go, if you say, you know, you're not allowed to question an accuser. In a sexual offense, what's going to stop them from locking you up outside of the hedge of protection of God, which I hope you prayed around yourself. If someone can lock you up because they said you did something, no evidence, no witnesses, no DNA, no independent witnesses, no dependent witnesses, nothing. Think about it. What if it was you? You should be able, because I've seen it in law enforcement. Oh, that never happens. Oh, really? Oh, no, no woman would ever come forward with a false rape allegation. Really? Really? Oh, but all those, all those defendants in the Sandusky case, right? Well, when did they all come forward? When Penn State opened up the checkbook and shelled out $159 million. Well, it has to be true because there's so many accusers. Well, then COVID has to be true. The response to COVID and the vaccines have to be true because everybody responded to it. Everybody said, you know what? They said in the affirmative, I will. So it has to be true, right? In law enforcement, I'll tell you two stories. I had a girl. Yeah, was it the same? No, one was at Venice Middle School. One was at Venice High School when I was a school resource officer at both schools. First one, a girl came in and she said, you know what? My reported this to me in the office of the school. My stepfather is raping me all the time. All right, gotcha. No problem whatsoever. Now, the first thing I asked, as all law enforcement officers do, is where did that occur? In the city of Northport. Oh, good, the staircase. <laughs> but I wrote the initial report. Northport investigates. She was 12 years old. If this was the case, her stepfather would go to prison for a minimum of 30 years. So, of course, she pulled back off of it, right? No, she took it all the way to the polygraph. When she bombed the polygraph, she finally admitted, I was making the whole thing up. If she wouldn't have bombed the polygraph, it would have been her word against his. 
And who knows what a jury would say, right? Because nobody thinks logically anymore. There ought to be evidence. There ought to be a witness. There ought to be damage to the body. I'll leave it at that. None of which occurred in the case that I was talking about last night, just so you know. None of it. But, so she took it all the way to the polygraph. And you know why she did it? She said she didn't want to move. Oh, but no, no sexual offense victim ever lies. You've never been in law enforcement. I know you don't. They do. And you should question everything. You, listen, uh, victims are not to be believed. They are to be taken seriously. That's it. If, you, you, if you've never investigated crimes, then you have no idea what you're talking about. I did the same exact case, another case at Venice High School. Victim was 13 years old when the, when the offenses started to occur. She was raped by the person that she babysitted for, the husband. Did that one happen? Yep. The detectives went. I did the initial report. Detectives went and arrested him out of Las Vegas. That one occurred. But you investigate. That's what you're supposed to do. It's the same thing with faith. Don't believe what I say. Go home today and see in the word of God if what I said was true. Yeah. Investigate. Yeah. Well, Tom might get offended. First of all, Tom won't. Second of all, who cares? <laughs> COVID update. <laughs> I need to change it from COVID update, but to world news. And believe me, like last night, we had a provisional show. In case Skype goes down and I lose the person that I'm interviewing, we have a whole nother show ready to go. And it was so hard not to do it. So I had to prep, I prepped the whole show. And this is some of my material from last night that I didn't do on the podcast, so this is fresh. <laughs> Two words to begin the update. Monkey pox. <laughs> Pterodactyl pox, Tronosaurus rex pox, giraffe, giraffe pox, rhino pox. Anything to get people scared, put a word in front of it, alpha variant, delta variant. There's so many words popping around in my head that I just can't use. So here we go again. Now here's the thing, it doesn't have to go very far. Will you stand? That's the question. I know, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to quarantine. I'm not going to, is it going to be 7.8 feet apart this time? Is the long arms of a orangutan, orangutan virus? Orangutan pox. I told you, and most of you, listen, I know that I'm preaching to the choir, but there's a few people in here because I can see their faces. They're already like, is there a way for me to leave without him noticing? <laughs> no. And I may talk about you once you walk out. Just so you know. It's like I did with the, with the family last week when the gelding father stood up and Walked out of here with the backpack and everything else. Hmm. It ain't gonna hurt you to hear the Bible, our church Christian. 
But here we go again. And by the way, this is all Bible. What are you supposed to do with a monkey pox? Well, if you don't want it, simply bind it. That's what you do. And by the way, this is nothing new under the sun. Monkey pox was in the United States last year. Monkey pox was all over Europe last year. It's just everybody's primed and ready. It's like we've been saying from day one, they were simply greasing the skids with COVID. It got a lot further than it was supposed to because everybody caved, namely the church. So here we go again. Will pastors have the testicular fortitude to stand up and say, not in my church? Will they? But it's monkeypox. But it's monkeypox. Of course it is. COVID's lost its cachet. They're losing control of people over COVID. So now they got to come up with monkeypox, and they're going to see how everybody responds. So far, so good on the demonic realm for them because it's already begun. First monkeypox quarantine has already occurred. Where at, Tom? In Belgium. You have to isolate for 21 days. See? What's 14? Now it's 21, right? Where did it have, where, where was the outbreak? I'll tell you. The Grand Canaria Pride Festival. True, in Belgium. 80,000 people came to the Pride Festival. And now they've had, which was labeled a super spreader event. So the people who have caught the dreaded pox now have to isolate for 21 days. There you go. There's the monkey pox for you. Here, here's more. In March of 2021, see if any of this sounds familiar to you. How many of you study to show yourself approved? It's not just the Bible. You ought to study, yourself, study to show yourself approved in all areas of life. But namely the Bible, because the Bible will take care of most areas of your life. It takes care of all real areas. Doesn't necessarily cover diet. So you will have to make those decisions according to wisdom that the Holy Spirit gives you. See if any of this sounds familiar to you. I have already named this event to give you a hint, Event 202. In March of 2021, NTI, which is the nuclear something, 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 partnered with the Munich Security Conference, quote, to conduct a tabletop exercise simulating a global pandemic involving an unusual strain of monkeypox. Right-wing conspiracy. NTI is not right-wing. They are proud of this. Just like if you want to pull up Event 201 on YouTube, on Facebook, on social media. They even have their own website. In October of 2019, two years, two months before the COVID outbreak, Event 201, where they war gamed, well, I love their, they did tabletop exercises there, combating an unusual strain of a coronavirus that came from pigs. Then two months later, at the World Military Games, which happened to be taking place at the, in Wuhan, China, that's where it began 
COVID was given on purpose to all of these people and they spread throughout the globe to crash economies, not kill people. As they knew, listen, it's gonna kill people, of course. Any virus is going to kill somebody. But it was to crash economies and bring about Revelation chapter 13. That's what this is all about. That's why this is the Bible. Where you cannot buy, sell, trade, or travel. Let me read you this. Trudeau government in Canada worked with airlines to consider requiring digital identity documents. Oh, preach the Bible, Tom. I am. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Revelation 13, 16, and 17. There's the Bible. Does that sound familiar to you? See, they didn't bring it to fruition. So now they're going to try again. If it doesn't work with monkeypox, it'll work with climate change. As Joe Biden hands away our medical sovereignty to the World Health Organization, this is, this is not politics. It's the book of Revelation unfolding right before your eyes. Lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are white unto harvest. Look! This wasn't the only event 202. German health minister Lauterbach at the G7 summit. That's, that's Australia. I won't name them all. I don't know them all. There's seven of them. Australia, England, Germany, the United States, Canada. They all met, quote, we will do a very realistic exercise in which a smallpox pandemic results from a leopard bite. That sounds like right-wing conspiracy, doesn't it? Uh, no, that's quoted in mainstream media. It's never going to end until you stand up to the bully. He walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. All he can do is roar. You stand in his face and you go, no, and the roaring lion will walk away. That's all you do. So there you go on monkeypox. They're going to try it. Hopefully, the Gelding International Evangelical Church decides this time they're going to operate by the Bible. We never didn't, but a lot, a lot of other people did. Last one or two things I'll tell you. Last thing on monkeypox. Don't worry. Feel safe. Because the FDA... The Food and Democratic Party Association. <laughs> has approved already an intravenous drug treatment for monkeypox. Don't worry. You know how well their intravenous drug uh, treatment did before for COVID with remdesivir? It's caused this mass organ failure in everybody, statistically speaking. But don't worry, which is an intravenous drug treatment also. But don't worry, they got another one for you for the pox. It's already been approved by Anthony Fauci's wife. That's true, by the way. FDA farms off all of their approval uh, requests to the bioethics 
division of the NIH, which is headed by Anthony Fauci's wife. That's an absolute fact. Please look it up. Cha Listen, if you want to challenge me, challenge me on the Bible. Challenge me in any of these facts. Go ahead. Good luck. You're going to lose. And by the way, you're going to lose badly. Badly. I don't spout it unless I know it. Unless I've got the goods to prove it. Understand that. This last little tidbit on COVID. COVID, you know, New York City's back on high alert for COVID. Can't wait till the monkeypox signs start to appear in New York City. It's going to be some, you know, the Times Square, all of a sudden there's going to be a giant monkey appears like this. The pox is going to get you. Oh, they'll cave for that right away in New York City. Ooh, ooh, ah, 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 ah. That's going to be all over the place. So they're back on high alert in New York City, of course. But the sad thing is that the majority of their COVID hospitalizations were not COVID. That just came out in mainstream media. As always. It's like the majority of COVID. Oh, we finally, they hit the million mark. Neil Ferguson's graphs were actually true. They hit the million mark in America of COVID deaths. No, those are people with COVID and presumed COVID. About 80,000 people died of COVID. That's the facts. If you look on the CDC's website, everything else, mass comorbidities and with COVID, not of COVID. That's a fact. I won't get deep into that this morning because I could spend three hours talking about how, those, how they came to those statistics, which is all lies also. Understand that. Everything was changed. Everything that was done from 2003 to 2020 when it came to recording death certificates was changed in 2020. Everything. They flipped line one and line two. L listen, there I go. From, 20, from 2003 to 2017, death certificates went this way. You're, if you had, just as an example, stage four lung cancer and caught a cold and died, your cause of death was stage four lung cancer. Contributing factor on line two was cold. He had a cold, which is a coronavirus, by the way. What they did was they reversed line one and two. So if you have stage four lung cancer and you die and they stick a swab up your nose and test positive for COVID, COVID goes on line one and only COVID. Only COVID. You hear the health professor selling, telling me correct? You know why? Because she fills out death certificates. How do you know that, Tom? Because I was in law enforcement for 25 years. You know what you do at 3 o'clock in the morning with the dead body? I'm looking at Lenny Brown in the back. She knows we work these things together. She and I worked a dead body of a person who dropped dead in my old house. Yeah, we sold our house. The person died in there. They shouldn't have bought it. <laughs> It was built on an old ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> yeah, you know what you do when you're a cop, three o'clock in the morning, someone's dead? You call a doctor and you say, will you sign the death certificate? If not, then there's a whole other processes that takes place after that where you're dealing with the medical examiner. 
So you're always hoping that the doctor will answer, which most of the time they do. And most of the time they will sign because the person has an extended medical history and died of a heart attack, which is what happened in the house with this guy. Older gentleman died. But that's what they did. That's how they came up with the numbers. But it's all on purpose. These are all swamp rat people that profit off of your demise, off of your suffering. That's what it's all about. The love of money is the root of all evil. Which while some churches coveted after with PPP money, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows because their churches are now closed. And when the, when the government comes a calling, because they are. You got two mil from the government and they say, you know, we've decided that you need to pay it all back. Well, we don't want to. Okay, no problem. You know what? You need to have transgender bathrooms. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. That's exactly what is going to happen. There you go. All right, what time is it? 11.09. <laughs> Let's start the message. Right where we left off last week. Now, we're still talking about privilege. This is possibly the last week. It all depends on what the Lord gives me. I have another message planned for next week, but you never know. And we're talking about the fear of God. This is a message that most pastors will never preach because, you know, I love that the room is full of people. There's 855 chairs in here. There's probably about 200 of them empty. So there's like six, 700 people in here. It's great. And I know that what I'm about to preach is risking your attendance. And I love you so much that I'm going to preach it to you anyway and risk that there'll be more empty seats next week. That's how much I love you. You're like, you're too mean to love. No, I'm not. I apologized to my dog this morning. Seriously. I was setting something up and he was in the way. I was like, come on, come on, just get out of the way. Just get out of the way. And he came up, jumped on the bed and just laid there. And I just went up to him. I'm sorry, Addy. I love you. I just gave him a hundred kisses on him. I love you, but I'm so sorry. Sometimes the meanest people are actually the most loving. They're willing to, listen, if you need to, I, I've told this story before, but I remember when my son Tommy, he, he fell into the pool at my friend's house, my friend Brian's house, fell into the pool, and he is sinking to the bottom. And by the way, it wasn't the only time he did this. <laughs> I rescued him before that. He fell in my, my friend's pool in Tampa. Another, another preacher fell in his pool, sunk like a rock. I don't even understand it. You're supposed to have, you know, when you're younger, you don't have that much muscle mass, you should float. No, he sinks like a rock. Like I threw a cinder block in there. Womb to the bottom. He's not even struggling, sitting in the bottom of the pool. So I, just, I was dressed like this. I jumped in and got him. I'm like, would you, would you flail around at least? So this time, I don't know if he fell off the stairs or whatever it was. There he goes, sinking like a rock again. And my response was, ah, eek. That's what I did. Ah. Great response. First responder right here. Ah. That's what I did. Right, which is exactly what I do whenever a wasp is anywhere near me. I've been in bar fights, knock down, drag out fights with people, 
<laughs> no problem at all. Wascom's anywhere near me. I don't only sound like a girl. I sound like the most feminine person on the planet. But anyway, so here he goes into the pool. My friend Rich grabbed him by the hair. Boom! Pulled him up by his hair. Who was more loving? Him or me? Ah! That's real loving. Wasn't, it wasn't comfortable to have your hair pulled out, but it saved his life, right? Just understand, that's why I preach what I preach. I'm trying, listen, there's two motivations. I'm trying to keep people out of hell, and I'm trying to get Christians to reach their potential. That's it. I want you to enjoy your life. You won't enjoy your life unless you're reaching out for or attaining your potential. Go for it. But you're going to have to walk this road. We're talking about the fear of God. You are privileged if you fear God. Make it simplistic at the beginning. Right now, do you have a fear of going to hell? Good. Well, no, once you're saved, you know, you don't have to worry about that. We'll, we'll discuss that. Because there's something explained in more than one place in the Bible called the great falling away. Nobody talks about it because they don't want anybody to leave. I care if you leave, but I care more that you hear the truth. Proverbs 14, 26 and 27. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Where, you ever heard that preached before? In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Did you hear that? Strong confidence and a venue for you to walk away from the snares of death. If you, have, if you fear God, you can operate in strong confidence and depart from the snares of death. That's an easy one to explain, verse 27. It keeps me out of sin. There's many times where, you know what, I may have entered into long-term sin, but you know what, instead, I said, you know what, I fear God. I don't want to go to hell. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. You are privileged if you fear God. You are deceived if you don't. Understand that. You are, you are living in absolute privilege right now if you fear God. If you do not fear God, you are living in deception. Look at Psalm chapter 36, verses 1 through 4. An oracle, an oracle within my heart concerning the transgression of the wicked. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, can that be inside the church? Yeah, if you don't fear God. It's a transgression of the wicked to not fear God. If you look, if you look at Jude 3 and 4, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people for certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality. That should sound familiar to you. It's called eternal security. A license, I, I, but you know what? I'm just, thank God. 
I'm cheating on my wife right now, but thank you, Lord. I'm eternally secure. It's a lie. Secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immorality. You're licensing yourself to live in sin via the theology made up by a man. It's not in the Bible. Show me. Go ahead. You better know it now. I warn you. Especially this subject, you'd better know it. Because I've got them all memorized. All the verses. Show me in the Word of God where you're secure. Eternally secure. Show it. Come on. There ain't nothing. John 10, 28, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Of course, no demon can snatch you out of your hand, but you can walk away. I mean, come on, let's read the verses. Let's know the verses. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Written to the church, the saved people of Jerusalem. Hebrews chapter 10, 26 and 27. And I've got them all right here. I can go on and on and on. There is no fear of God in their eyes for the wicked. Verse 2, Psalm 36, verse 2. For he flatters himself in his own eyes when he finds out his iniquity and when he hates all the purveyors of compassion and love today are purveyors of hatred. You got to accept people who are men that call themselves women. No. But you know what's so funny? Is they don't accept my lack of acceptance. If they're so accepting, then their acceptance should accept my lack of their acceptance. The words of his mouth are wickedness and deceit. These are people who do not fear God. There's no fear. I'm not worried about going to hell. No problem whatsoever. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. He devises wickedness like monkey pox at the G7 summit. It's the truth. You think any of those people fear God? They all think they're going to live forever when they transfer their brain into a computer. It's called transhumanism. Right-wing conspiracy. It's not. They preach it. They believe it. They are trying right now to attain it. They won't because just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. There's no escaping God. God has put a limit on your body. It will run out. Not till you're 120 if you believe the Bible. If you, believe the, if you believe the American Medical Association, then you'll die at 77. That's the average age of death in America. Average age of COVID death, 79. That's the truth. On the CDC website, that's the truth. How anybody could fall for this stuff is beyond me. All you gotta do is look at facts and data. He shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But only if you know it. He devises wickedness on his bed. He sets himself in a way that is not good. He does not abhor evil. God does. God hates evil. To fear God is to hate evil. 
Proverbs 8, 13. Psalm 14, 1, most of us know this verse. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. How important is the fear of God? How important is it? Well, let's, let's compare. Let's, let's compare, right? Let's compare it to some other very vital faith essentials, shall we? Very other vital Christian essentials. Let's start off with faith. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What does that mean? It means that, you know what, there's not one good work I do that erases sin. If I stop cussing, it doesn't remove all of my previous cuss words. Nothing. Only by faith. Thank you for opening that right now. Whoever that was. If it's carbonated, wait. Do you understand? If you eat like this, stop. Stop. That's how you chew gum? Stop it. I'm just trying to help you. Last week was sexual things. Today it's eating. I'm trying to help you. Believe me, everybody's noticing. They notice. And since there's a lot of new people here, I'll give you the example. When I owned a pig and I fed her an entire sleeve of thin mint cookies. No kidding. One right. Like I was dealing cards. Entire sleeve in less than a minute. That's how she ate. So if a pig does it, you ought not to eat like that. There you go. Just trying to help you. Seriously. It's costing you. I promise you. If you wanted to be my friend and we went out to dinner and I loved everything else about you, it would be very difficult for me to overcome that. I'm just telling you. No, Tom, I just, I really love the, I'm, I love the church. I'll be like going, this is the last time you will ever see me in a setting like this. I've had people's kids over to my house. I try to teach them. Had one enormous friends. In the back seat, got McDonald's french fries. She's back there. I said, wait. I don't know what you do at your house, but let me show you how you eat. You bite it off, clamp lips shut, boom, and then chew. Changed her life forever. <laughs> Didn't do a daggum thing. All right, let's get off of that. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. So it's impossible to enter into a relationship with God without faith. We are in a faith covenant, not a grace covenant. Grace is what God did. Faith covenant is hand to hand. You accept the grace by faith. We are in a faith covenant. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. You cannot eradicate or erase sin without faith in the cross. That's it. And look at the next part. 
For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when you go to God, you don't go, I hope. You go, I believe and I know. Amen. That's faith. Think about it with your little kid. How many, how many parents are in here? Shout amen. amen. How many of you threw your kids in the air and caught them? Unless you dropped them, they had absolute faith. I would hurl, Norma was lighter for a lot longer than Tommy. So, I mean, I would hurl Norma. She'd come to me every day. Throw her as high in the air as I could catch her. Absolute faith. That's faith. Faith is trust. When you ask for something, you know it's going to happen. Amen. Period. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. It's very easy. The verses right there, John 14, 14, Matthew 7, 7, and 7, 8. So that's, that's faith, right? What about the fear of God? Proverbs 1, 7. So we got, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews eleven six, And then you go to Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Kind of a big deal. If you want a brain, you have to fear God. If you're wondering why everybody around you is so dumb, seriously, don't you? You're driving down the road. How could you be so dumb? They don't fear God. I'm not kidding you. Listen, it's soothing to understand the word of God. You're driving down the road. How could everybody be so dumb? They don't fear God. You're stupid if you don't fear God. Because be the beginning of knowledge is fearing God. It's kind of important, right? In the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, when you pass out behind the wheel of your car because you're wearing an N95 mask alone, you're stupid. Amen. You are. That's the way it is. This is why. If you're wondering, why is my family all so stupid? Why is it that I can barely stand to be around them all? This is why. You're, listen, outside of God, you're no better. So just praise God. Thank you, Lord. That's every day. Put your hands in the air and go, Lord, thank you. I'm not stupid. Thank you, Lord. I'm not stupid. Narrows the way if you find it so most people are stupid. You're like, Tom, there's geniuses out there. I didn't say they didn't have high IQs. Some of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life are academic high IQ people. Seriously, stupid as can be. So stupid, I don't know how they even breathe. <laughs> Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Kind of important, isn't it? Oh, but Tom, you know, what we're supposed to do is reverence God. That's a lie. It's everything. It includes reverencing God. But it starts with an awful fear. Awful fear to reverence. 95%, including the verses that I just told you, 95% of the time in the Word of God, the word fear begins with awful fear. I am terrified of God. 
Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. By the way, that's Jesus. He's the judge. That's, that's where life begins. That's where knowledge begins is with that fear. Nothing wrong with it. Everybody preaches against it. You're preaching it. You are kicking against the pricks of God when you preach that. Because it's the beginning of being smart. There are many, many disasters that have been averted in my life because I was afraid of the repercussions of God. So I didn't do it. Anybody else in here? In those rare occasions where I was tempted by women. Now listen, I'm always tempted by lust. I'm not talking about that. But when, on those rare occasions in my life where actual women were available to me and I was a Christian, you know what kept me from going down that path? It certainly wasn't my body. Well, I want nothing to do with that. I wanted everything to do with that. But what kept me on the straight and narrow, the straight and narrow way, was the fear of God. I didn't want his repercussions in this life or the next. No, thank you. So let's compare. So we compared it to faith. Would you say that it compares strongly with faith in importance? Would you say that it's, least, it's at least competitive with faith in importance? Where you have the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge? I know you're afraid to answer. I won't. It compares. It's close. I don't know which one's more important. Doesn't matter. Let's compare it to obedience. The fear of God with obedience. 1 John 5, 3. This is love for God. To obey his commands. Important, right? So if you want to love God, you can't love him unless you're obeying him. Oh, we just, we, we love him through the disobedience. No, you don't. That's a lie. It's no more valid than it's a pandemic of the unvaxxed. <laughs> Same lies. Lies and bodies and death. That's where you'll find the devil. Father of lies, native languages lies, murderer from the beginning. John 8, 44 and 45. So this is love for God to obey his commands. Proverbs 14, 16. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. See that now more than ever, don't you? So you have obedience, which is great. It's love for God, but a wise man fears and departs from evil. So it's great if you obey simply by loving God. That's great. That's actually a higher level. However, if what it takes for you, where you're at right now, men, let me speak to you. If right now you cannot get off of pornography, you don't fear God. Tom, why do you talk about that often? Well, let me, let me lay it out for you. Back in my day, I'm 53. See how quiet it gets when I talk about pornography? There's a reason why that is. Let's just, let's just marinate in it for a minute. It's quiet. <laughs> Let me set your heart at ease, men. I've looked at tons of pornography. Does that make you feel better? I just turned from my sin. Back in my day, if you wanted pornography, you had to remember this, guys? 
Who's over 40 in here? Shout amen. He's not saying, don't worry, you're not admitting to pornography. <laughs> Sit next to your wife. By the way, she already knows. She already knows. They're not, don't bother, okay? A, she knows why it is that you are the only one who has the code to your phone. See, how, see that? See how quiet it gets? See how I am? See how I am? Men, why, why is it that only you have the code to your phone? Why is that? Explain it. Go ahead. Explain it. You should see the looks on some of the men's faces in here right now. I'm not kidding you. Back in my day, if you wanted pornography, you had to drive to a convenience store and God would set you up so there'd be a female cashier with all the porn mags behind her. You're like, Tom, how do you know? Because I did it. As soon as I was old enough, I did it. Believe me. I didn't get saved till I was 18. And there was plenty of porn after I got saved. It has been a mammoth struggle at times. Not all the time, but at times it has been. But you had to go and you go, how's it going? You go buy your camouflage first. Soda, pack of gum. Field and stream. So you can blend in the other magazine with the field and stream. Anything else I can help you with? Well, yeah, uh, could you uh, grab me one uh, Playboy, please? Thank you. Your head's down. What was that? A, a Playboy, please. What was that? A, a Playboy, okay? I mean. <laughs> Nowadays, it's nothing. Free porn everywhere. Back then, if you wanted a video, it was worse. You're like, how do you know, Tom? Because I did it. And so did most of you in some form or fashion. But it's insidious now. It is on purpose. Men, most men will go to hell for this reason. Women will go to hell for loneliness. Men will go to hell for lust. Two L words. His women will succumb to sexual temptation because of loneliness. Men they just want sex. There is a difference, by the way, between men and women. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if you leave because of it. I love you enough, again, to tell you the truth. There's a big difference between men and women. There just flat out is. But if you want out, you're going to have to fear the repercussions of God or you're going to stay where you're at and you'll burn in hell for all of eternity for it. You had everything else going. You weren't a liar. You weren't a drunkard. But you were depending on some sort of adapted theology that's not the Bible to get you into heaven. So you lusted your way straight to hell. Don't let it happen to you. I know, no, listen, I know nobody's preaching this today. I know it. I understand. Doesn't mean that it's not supposed to be preached. You're not to conform to the pattern of this world. And most of the church is the world. Not interested. I want you to go to heaven. I don't want you in Pornhub hell. I've been there. I understand it. I'm not disgusted by your sin. 
I don't care what your sin is. Men, women, sexual, non-sexual, I don't care what your sin is. I don't have the right as a sinner saved by grace to be disgusted by your sin. But I will tell you the truth about it. You're looking at a man who's chief among sinners. You need to know. How then will they call upon the one they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? Someone needs to tell you. So there you go. Comparison between obedience and the fear of God. Let's compare it to love. That's a big one, right? Oh, there's no comparison. Really? Let's look. 1 John 4, 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Amen? Amen. You ought to be giving Christians priority in your life. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of God. This may sound very inflammatory to some people. I prefer Christians. A lot of people who are Christians hate other Christians because they've been burned and offended in churches. Not me. I still love them the most. Seriously, I prefer Christians to my own extended family. We, generally, generally speaking now, have Heather and Travis over at our house. They're our own family. I prefer their company. To having to listen to some relatives spout about their various conquests and successes or whatever, and it's all just godless trash. I'd rather have Travis. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be with that. I prefer Christians, even though I've been burned by them. I'm not going to let that harden my heart for, from those people. Yeah, I've, had, I've dealt with people, Christian people. It's been rough at times, but I still prefer the Christian. I love being around Christian people. Seriously. I'm going up to Pastor Rodney's conference this week. If you go up there, I'll be there two, ti two, two times a day. I'll be there. You never know when I might be in front of you. You never know. Who knows when he'll call me up. But, you know, I like it. I like being there. I like being right here. This is my favorite church on the planet in this room. Right here. You are my favorite people. I like you more than any other church in the world. And in all honesty, I like you more than any other people in the world. True. Some of you drive me nuts. Some of you need to stop talking. But other than that, I love you. I'll get to that in a minute. What's 1138? Okay, I'll get, I might get there. Talk about the people who never shut up in Bible studies. That's coming. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. But let's compare it to the fear of God. Proverbs 23, 17 and 18. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. But be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. For surely there is a hereafter and your hope will not be cut off. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of God. We're to love one another. But I don't even see a scripture where it says be zealous for love. But it does say be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. Be zealous to fear God. The entire pendulum, the entire paradigm of, love, of fearing God. Be zealous for it. 
The fear of going to hell to the fear of reverent worship. Whatever it is, be zealous for it. Let's intermingle the fear of God with forgiveness. So we covered what? Faith, obedience, love. Now let's look at forgiveness. Let's intermingle it though this time instead of comparing verses because there's a great section of scripture that intermingles forgiveness with the fear of God. And it's Psalm 103. Everybody spouts this verse. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Most of us know this verse by heart, right? As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. But what's the context of that verse? You ever looked? Or you just spout it? I sinned so much. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. I belong to the Southern Baptist Convention, so I know that I'm eternally secure. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Well, let's look at the context. What are the verses that surround it? Psalm 103, 11 through 14. Ready? For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Next verse. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Whoops! This is the Bible. Taking Psalm 103 out of context is not the Bible, for he knows how we, we were formed. He remembers that we are dust. That's the next verse. This is the Bible. L listen, you can't really enjoy the forgiveness of God unless you fear him anyway. Understand the context of scriptures. When you think of, like Isaiah 55 uh, eight and nine, for my thoughts are above your thoughts. My ways are above your ways, right? Everybody knows that verse. Well, what's the context of it? It's talking about mercy. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts, right? What's, what's the verse that precedes it? The verse that precedes is, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Do you see it? He's talking about his mercy. Everyone thinks it's God setting himself above us, which of course he is, but that's not what he's talking about. He's like, you can't extend upon yourself the mercy that I can. You don't understand mercy until you understand my mercy. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways declares the Lord when it comes to mercy. So when you're struggling, am I really forgiven? It's because you don't understand his mercy because his thoughts and his ways are above yours. Why is the fear of the Lord not preached, but faith is? Why is the fear of the Lord not preached, but love is? Why is the fear of the Lord not preached, but forgiveness is? This morning I want to, while we still have 17 minutes of morning left, I license you, I license you to be afraid of God. It's the beginning of wisdom. We're to be zealous for it. I'm afraid to go to hell, good. You should be. 
There isn't a soul in here who's eternally secure. I know nobody will tell you that. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth until the end shall be saved. I, I marvel at how people avoid scriptures. Well, you know, we were taught not to speak in tongues. What do you do with all the verses? What do you do? What, what do you do with all the verses? Well, that was for that time. Where's that verse? I wish that you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. What do you do with 1 Corinthians 14, 4 and 5? What do you do with 14, 18? I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. What do you, how do you just avoid? I mean, now you know how the world can be absolutely deceived. Quickly. Here's all the vax information for you right now, right? 90% of all hospital, COVID hospitalizations and COVID deaths right now on the planet are fully vaccinated and boosted people. That's a fact. And they'll still say to you, well, you know, uh, we, we take the vax to keep, my, keep ourselves safe and other people safe. Okay, but it's been proven that it doesn't stop transmission or infection and everybody in the hospital and everybody dying of COVID is vaccinated. So how, can, how are you keeping anybody safe? Well, we're just doing it to keep people safe. But I just showed you, we're just doing it to keep people safe. But I just showed you, we're just doing it to keep people safe. It's no different, it's no different with Christians in the church. I showed you the verses. Well, you know, we, we, you know, we want to be vaccinated. Where's that in the Bible? Where is that? We're, we, well, we lock down to keep people safe. That's not in the Bible. Well, you have to use wisdom. That's certainly not in the Bible. For, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. If you're, if you're spouting off, you know what? I, I like the Bible, but you know, you do have to use wisdom in this life. Whose wisdom would that be that trumps the word of God? It's either yours or a demon. That's it. Life is very easy. It's just whether or not you say yes or no. It is a very easy thing. It's not difficult to understand. You either make, you make your decision yes, you make your decision no. I'm afraid to go to hell. Good. I'm afraid of taking the mark. Good. Because most Christians are going to take it. I'll show you. You don't believe me? Good. I'm glad we have 14 minutes left. If we don't go a little over. You'll be out of here by 12.15 at the latest. Everybody good? Amen. Revelation 14, 9 through 11. I'm afraid of taking the mark. Tom, why do you talk about this stuff? Well, I'll be honest with you. I never thought, I never thought that this time would come in my lifetime. Just being honest. I really, I did not think it would happen. I thought that, you know, we'd etch towards that We'd see some shadows of things to come. I'd croak when I'm 119 years old and 364 days. All that. I didn't think I'd see it. Everything is accelerated now. And I mean it, I mean it in good ways and bad ways. Demonic activity, demonic quest, Antichrist spirit is accelerated, but so is God's vision for you. Amen. If you wasted 10, God will bring it back in one. 
You wasted most of your life. Say you wasted 50 years. God will bring it back in five. It's accelerated. Your best days are ahead. If you want them. If you will fear God. If you will stand in the word of God. Unequivocally, unequivocally, it doesn't matter what anybody says. If your mom's against the word of God, you're still for the word of God. If your family heritage is Christian but against the Bible, then you're Christian for the Bible. You should be afraid of taking the mark. I never thought I would see a day in New York City. I was in New York five years ago. Less than five years ago, four and a half years ago, I was in New York City. We took a trip, right? Right after I retired, 2017. I went up there because where Hope worked was near there in Parsippany, Parsippany, New Jersey. 30 minutes by train into the city, right under Madison Square Garden, right in there. And there's the thing, I would never live there. I went to Seattle too, about a year before that. I would never live in either one of those two places, but I enjoyed them. It was fun to walk around New York, and man, the food. Woo! I'm talking Ric Flair. Woo! I mean food. Good. And 24-7. My dream has come true. A giant city, a giant city that is one large refrigerator. Anything you want. I enjoyed it. There was, no, there was hardly any crime because they were still doing broken windows policing there under Bloomberg who got it from um, Giuliani. So it was totally safe. There's no crime. There's some homeless people here and there, but there's no crime, nothing at all. I enjoyed it. I never thought, <laughs> Hope ruined this for me the other night. I've been a New York Rangers fan my whole life because I picked, when I, was a, when I was a little kid, I picked all my favorite sports teams according to where each one of my family members were born. My mom was born in New York, so my favorite hockey team was the New York Rangers. And I never change. I'm not like a lot of you. Well, who won the Super Bowl? Oh, I've been a lifelong fan. That's funny, because I saw you wearing a different hat not, not 10 days ago. Everybody's a Patriot fan. I'm telling you. It's true. I'm not, but I mean, a lot of people are. Suddenly, Patriots are horrible when I grew up, but now everybody, win a couple of Super Bowls, there you are. But I never thought that I would see what I've seen. That in New York City, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel. But I'm watching the Rangers game, and Hope says to me, and they won in overtime, and I'm all like excited about it. And I was giving myself a break, because normally I don't watch a whole lot of sports because they've irritated me so much by taking a knee, including the NHL. But she goes, you know, everybody in that building's vaccinated. Because I was there in Madison Square Garden. And I'm like, my face went from this to. She's the glory and the lifter of my head. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm like, she's right though. You can't get into a Rangers game. I've gone to many Rangers games, not in Madison Square Garden, but in Tampa. You can't get into them without, without your vaccine passport. And nobody in the New York church? Where are you at, Times Square Church? Where are you at? Nobody says a word in New York? We're gonna say a word here. I never thought that I would see a day 
in New York City, even though it's, yes, it is the liberal capital of the world, that you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR coded Mark of the Beast on your phone. I didn't think that would happen. Not in my lifetime. Same thing in Canada, Israel, the entire European Union, Australia. It's happened. And where are all the churches? There's lots of evangelical churches in every country that I just named, including Israel. Where are you at? They're vaccinated. And right now with a grease, a, a skid greaser, marked. They're not the final mark, but they're marked right now. If you mark now, will you mark then? I don't know. Hope not. If you cave now for a 99.9% .9 survival virus, will they come to you and they say, you know what? Take the mark or you starve to death. He won't because my God shall supply all my need. But if you don't, if you don't know that, if you, if you are destroyed to the extent, for lack of knowledge, like the, most of the Christians are now, they're destroyed for lack of knowledge and have rejected knowledge, Hosea 4, 6. Then the threat of starving to death, the threat of not having Medicare will cause you to take the mark. Most of them have already caved. Not to the real mark yet. It's not the mark unless it's on your forehead or on your hand. There's Christians out there, oh, the vaccine. See, I get the messages. I don't answer them anymore. It's too many. I'm not saying I'm all that big. I'm just telling you there's too many. I can't answer them all. People get mad at me. Why don't you answer? Because I have 400 messages and your message was, explain revelation to me. <laughs> how, how, would you want me to dedicate the rest of my life to answering your text messages or your Facebook messages? People are out there, well, you know, the vaccine, it's symbolic. No, listen. If it ain't on your forehead or your right hand, it's not the mark. I know if you're vaccinated in here, you have not taken the mark. If you have a QR code on your phone so that you can buy, sell, trade, or travel, as of right now, you are not marked. But you're being set up for it. And if you were dumb enough to do that, then you are living in a state of ignorance of the knowledge of God. You need to sit in this church for a while. You're so offended right now, you are, you are boiling. You've already seen people walk and get out, walk out of here. I told you, I'm the leader in America. Number one, number one ranking in America for people who get up in the middle of services and walk out. Number one, not, in the, not during our music, they're fine with that, but while I'm preaching. Number one, nobody beats me. Number one. Because of this, they don't want to hear the Bible. And they will be eased right into the mark of the beast. Where do you get this from, Tom? Revelation chapter 14, verses 9 through 11. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is being poured out, listen, full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb. The smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. 
kind of a big deal. Nobody talks about verse 11. Nobody talks about any of this. Rodney Arrow Brown will talk about it. Jonathan Shuttlesworth will talk about it. I'll talk about it. I don't know who else talks about it. I know everybody's got their other names. I got it. Good. Watch them. But listen, let me say this while everybody shouts out their names. Because they give, they give them to me. If that man or that woman will not say you can lose your salvation, you can take that person, turn them sideways, and shove them up your own caboose. I'm not kidding you. I am not kidding you. If they will not say that, no interest. Don't give me their name. Everybody gives me, oh, Tom, this person sounds just like you. Bull crap. Bull crap they sound like me. They won't cross lines. They will not cross denominational lines. I don't have denominational lines. This is it. This is it. I don't have them. Don't give me their names. Well, they preach faith like you do. I don't care. I want full freaking gospel. Don't tell, you need to tell people about the fear of the Lord. You need to tell people about the mark of the beast. You need to tell people that they can lose their salvation. Tell them out loud. Use the words. Why won't they? Because they're trying to sell a book. That book can be turned sideways too. I don't try to sell books. I preach the gospel. Whatever it lays, it lays. I know that that last rant right there just cost me 20 people in this room. I'm looking at your faces. You don't think I look at your faces. I'm looking at your faces. I can tell who receives and isn't. What did I say that was wrong? Nothing. I just said one thing that was wrong. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Preach it! Don't give me the name of a pastor unless he preaches that. I don't know. I don't care about it. I don't want to know his name. And I mean they got to preach that full gospel. Well, you know, we're into faith. We're in word of faith. I listen, great. I'm word of faith too. I believe God wants you well. I believe God wants you wealthy. Period. I do. 100% of the time. But that's all you preach? And you've got people in there believing for healing that are sleeping with their girlfriend? What good is it? They're believing for wealth? You know, I've told this story a couple times, but it just reminds me of a message that, man, look at the time. Holy moly. You want me to keep going? It reminds me of a message that I heard from John Bevere. And I've, you've heard this before from me if you've been coming for a while. But he went to a minister's conference in Maui, Hawaii, and he's sitting around the pool. Sounds like a tough minister's conference, right? <laughs> he needs to go to an RHB conference, Rodney Howard Brown. You have two five-hour services a day. You don't have no time to go sit by the pool. You go to church, you go nap, go back to church, go to bed. 
That's it. I've been in search, Rodney Howard's Brown services that were, that were on the brink of seven hours long. I'm sitting there going, man, goes by fast. <laughs> Seriously. But he's sitting by the pool and it's a minister's conference. And one of the ministers said to him, man, women around here are just freaking hot. Seriously. And he goes, oh, he goes, well, you know, I'm not looking, I'm married and I'm a minister. He goes, oh, praise the Lord. You're a pastor too. Nobody has preached the gospel to that man. He believes that when you preach the fear of the Lord, you're preaching a works-based salvation. Obedience is faith. Hebrews 3, 18 and 19. It's not works-based. Obedience shows that you believe. It is belief. Nobody's told that man. If they told him, he's rejected it. But I guarantee he's gone to all these stupid churches around here. Oh, good morning, brother. Good to, good to see you today. Man, it's good to see you. Praise God. Man. You know that Jesus loves you, and I love you too. Now, given the offering, let's all go home. Praise the Lord. That's what people think. World light, diet world. That's the Christians. The world with no sugar. Well, that sounds exciting. The world without the good parts. That's what they think the Christianity is. You know what Christianity is? I heard this from Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Christianity is a faith of power. That's what it is. But you shall receive power. Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It's not a, it's not a, yes, you are called to be kind. You are called to not be rude, but not at the expense of power, not at the expense of truth. Love is not truth avoidance. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. Love rejoices in the truth, 1 Corinthians 13, 6. So here we are with the mark of the beast, Revelation 14, 9 through 11. Those who take the mark of the beast, the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night. That's coming. There's no escape. Nobody in this room is going to go that way. I declare it in Jesus' name. But you need to be taught. If you have no fear of it, you know this is why. You have a high suicide rate inside the church. There's no fear of God. Pastors and Christian leaders' kids commit suicide because they got that same swarmy language that I just did a minute ago. That's how they were raised in their own homes without the fear of God. You ought to be fear to throw a bullet through your brain. You ought to, it ought to scare you because you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to deal with God right after that. You won't even deal with God right after that. You'll instantly go to heaven or hell and then deal with God in the great white throne judgment, actually directly with Jesus. That's a fact. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man. They weren't even judged yet. Then the lake of fire weren't judged yet. Burning in hell, they weren't judged yet. They get dredged up from it, get judged, and sent right back. Facts! That's the Bible. That's Revelation, chapter 20, 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. 
from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Thank God I'm eternally secure because I was written and my name was written down when I was four years old at a VBS. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. Revelation chapter three, verse five. Read the Bible. The Bible is Jesus. Jesus doesn't exist outside of the Bible. Jesus is the word. Period. Read it. I'll close with this as quickly as I can. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. So we just read Revelation 14, 9 through 11. Let me, let me read 9 real quick. If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives the mark, his mark on his forehead or on his hand, right, he shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Got that. Now let's look at something. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. What's going to happen? How, how, do, how do these events transpire? Before the son of perdition, the man of sin, the antichrist, beast one, beast two, before they are revealed, what happens? Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Understand, the day of the Lord, when the, when, before Jesus harvests the church, there will be a great falling away. Before, before you see a grand expansion, a grand taking of the mark of the beast, before you see that, will be gone. That's the Bible. I'm not saying that it, because it, 13 and 14 in the book of Revelation can be conceived as being overlapped to a degree. But before the mark of the beast really transpires globally, Jesus comes in and harvests the earth. Here's the problem though. At that harvest time, most of the church will have fallen away. Do you don't see it? Do you don't see what's happened? Most Christians are fully vaccinated. Let's say they go to hell for vaccination. They got ADE and no immune system. That's another thing. You know what's happening with monkeypox? It's one of two things. Why are we hearing so much about it? It's one of, one of two reasons or a combination therein. Number one, because nobody has an immune system anymore. Nobody has an immune system. They have ADE, antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, where they used to fight off monkeypox with these. They can't anymore. That's why everybody who's in the hospital for COVID is fully vaccinated. They can't fight it off. COVID's a very minor illness. They can't fight it off anymore. Or the second thing is because it's an agenda. It's one of those two things or both, probably both. 
So let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, the man of, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. You should be worried about the mark of the beast. Understand how it works. Because if you look at Revelation 14, 14 through 16, understand how this all works. Is you have the mark of the beast come out. This man of sin revealed. The son of perdition revealed. Great falling away in the midst of this and before this. And then Jesus harvests the earth. Don't be part of the great falling away because you're offended. Oh, he's preaching politics. Am I really? Are you sure that it's politics? Or is it the book of Revelation? I'm afraid of the judgment of God. It should be. I just read it to you. Revelation 20, 11 through 15. Great white throne judgment. I'm afraid of the punishment of God. Good. Let me finish with this. Here you go. I'm going to skip some and I'm going to finish right here. Why is it that you have no ministry. You ever ask yourself that? Should. Fear of the Lord should inspire you to ask yourself, why is it that I have no ministry? Uh, listen, this is not all there is to ministry right here, walking around with a ultra cool microphone you can't even see. It's great. Everybody thinks this is ministry. This is a ministry. It's not ministry. It's a ministry. What I'm doing right now, understand this, is no more important than anybody else fulfilling their calling in this room. Amen. I, look, I just caught Rocky back here. Wave at him, Rocky, so they know who, who you are. Wave at him, there you go. What he's doing right now, he's serving the church. Good luck getting to me if you're somebody who hates my guts and you want to storm the stage like Dave Chappelle. You got to get through the rock first. <laughs> and then Travis right here. And everybody's armed. <laughs> this ain't no Dave Chappelle concert in, in California. We are armed to the teeth here. You won't make it anywhere near the stage. You'll be gunned down long before. And you'll make us more popular than ever with your dead body. And I'll rejoice in it and put it on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe arm in arm, right? Maybe I'll set you up right next to me at the podcast. <laughs> like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Whichever one you are fulfilling, and then you can go, of course, into Ephesians chapter, chapter 4. 11 through 13, he gave some to be apostles, some, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Got it, right? We can go into other verses too. 
But no matter what you are called to do, and let me emphasize this to you, you ought to know what you're called to do. How do you not know? Have you been saved more than two years? How do you not know what you're called to do? I know. Don't get me wrong now, I wasted a lot of my years. I know now. Thank God I'm in the time where God's speeding things up, so all the 30 years that I wasted, he's catching them up for me. But how is it that you don't know? No matter what it is, understand that it's equally important to any other ministry. Well, you don't get the credit that a pastor gets. You sure you want this credit? You sure you do? You think you do. I know, this, I, see, I know who you are too. I know who you are out there. Oh yeah, this, this is what I want. Man, you know, he gets all the glory. People want to be his friend. Yeah, all the freaks. Oh, you normal people don't want to be my friend. You've already got your friends. I'm your pastor. Yeah, I got all the freaks. You go up to Rodney Howard Brown's church, he's got a wall of men around him because of the freaks. The rest of us don't want to be his friend. His own pastors don't want to be his friend. We're just there to be ministered to or to minister, whichever God has called us to do at that time. You sure you want that? A lot of people think they do. You want the attacks of the enemy that I endure? Sure. You want to you deal with the, snake, the, the uh, sheep bites that I endure? From the flock that you're pastoring? Ouch, that one just bit me in the right cheek. That stung. You sure? A lot of you can't, you, you can't take it if someone doesn't smile at you let alone set up a website against you. I had a Bible study from former church members set up at their house, and I was the topic. (laughs) You couldn't handle that. So I'll finish with this. Man, we are going long today. Is everybody good? How, How comfortable are the seats? They all right? All right. They're pretty comfortable when I sat on them. So why is there no ministry? Well, it's because people hate me. Okay. Are you sure? Are you sure that's the reason why you have no ministry? It's because everybody hates you. Now, there's, I would venture to say that there's not many people in this room more inflammatory than me. God gave me a ministry. See what I mean? It's not because people hate you, that you don't have a ministry. God would overcome that. It's because you cause them to hate you. Because you're a weirdo. I'm inflammatory, but I'm not weird. Had a wonderful servant of this church at my house yesterday, pressure washing our house. We hired him to pressure wash our house. You know, I, I came out. I'm barefoot. Shorts drooping lower than they should have been. T-shirt on. Stained. How's it going, man? Good to see you. I think he may have been disappointed.
I'm not weird. I might be mean. I'm not weird. You have to ask yourself, why is it I have no ministry? You're supposed to be doing something. Do- doors would be opened, op- opening up for you or have o- would have already opened if you were available. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very advanced believer. You have no ministry. You're not advanced. You're not. Don't, don't tell me about your advancement. I know more of the Bible than you do, Tom. Don't care. You have no ministry. You, something should be going on. No man could stop it. Well, you know, I offered. I, you know, I went to Aaron and I said I was willing to lead worship. I mean, he held it against me that I can't sing or play an instrument. And I, and I said I, could, I wanted to lead worship. You can't sing. It's not what you're called to do. You just think you're going to get glory, which is why you have no ministry. Well, it's because I tell the truth. That's why. I don't have a ministry. (laughs) God lets me victimize you every week. It's not that. It's because your lampstand is gone. Worship team, etch your way this way. I'll finish right here. Aaron, I'll nod at you or point at you. Your lampstand is gone. Let me tell you this. This is what I'm closing with. I'm gonna read you the, read you the verse. I will come to you quickly out of the book of Revelation, chapter two, the, book, the church at Ephesus. I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. What's he talking about? Now that's the church at Ephesus that has lost their first love. I'm finishing right here. We're done. It's 1217. We're done by 1220. Seriously. I'm done by 1220. Done. What's he talking about? Church that has lost their first love. What is, what is the lampstand? What is that? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand that it may give light to all who are in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven right Matthew 5 15 and 16 your lampstand's gone see nobody will tell you that because they just want you to keep attending and keep attending and keep giving no I'm going to tell you the truth you are called to ministry doesn't mean you're called to pastor you could be don't know you're called to ministry why don't you start with serving? You ever thought of it? Serve. Well, you know, I, I want to start a Bible study. You're not starting a Bible study here unless I know you. And you know how I get to know you? See you all the time. That's how I know you. I know the people who are serving. I'm looking at them standing around here right now. I know them. Heather wants to start a Bible study? Go right ahead. I already know that. I know Heather. Travis does a Bible study. Speaking of Bible study, this is what I'll close with. There you go. Ready? I told you I'd get to it. I've been wanting to say this for months. You know why you don't have ministry? Because you won't keep your mouth shut. See how quiet it is? Yeah, I have that gift. I know that I'm losing people. What you'll do is just go to the church that's so desperate for you that they'll tell you whatever it is and give you whatever you want. They'll tell you whatever it is you want to hear and give you whatever you want because they're so desperate for people. I'm not a respecter of people. I'm a respecter of God.
For do I now persuade men or do, or do I seek to please men? For do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I'll not be a bondservant of Christ. Right? You won't keep your mouth shut. Are you one of those in a Bible study that dominates the entire thing and everybody around you is rolling their eyes? And you think you're ministering? See how quiet it is in here? I'm helping you. Have you noticed that there is no ministry going on in your life? A dream comes through much activity, and a fool's voice is known by as many words. Ecclesiastes 5.3. When you're at a Bible study, you know, I'll give you this example. This isn't a Bible study. I've probably been up to Pastor Rodney's office, I don't know, 50, 60 times, something like that. Flown with him on several flights to various locations. You know what I say the entire time? Nothing. There's other pastors that I may talk to. When I'm sitting there with Jonathan Shuttlesworth and I consider these people to be my leaders, Jonathan's one of my leaders, Pastor Rodney's my pastor, I don't give him my advice. Let's look at Jonathan. Jonathan started his church in Moon Township, which is outside of Pittsburgh, so Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I don't know. How many months ago? How many months ago do you think it is? 22 weeks? Okay, he had on Easter Sunday almost 800 people in 22 weeks. It took me 17 years to do that. I don't give him my advice. You need to learn that. Now, if this isn't you, guess what? Blow it off. If I was sitting there right now, this part of the message wouldn't be for me. But if it's for you, I'm not saying this to harass you, to put you down. I'm saying this to set you free. You will not keep your mouth shut. At a Bible study, sit there and shut up and receive. The person who's holding the Bible study that has a hundred people there, you ought to be listening to them instead of giving them your advice and your life experiences. Stop looking for opportunities to spout off. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinions. Proverbs 18.2. When you're a blowhard like me and you, you'll either learn the easy way or waste your life. You can be like me and waste decades, or you can shut up now and let God open the doors. Which one will it be? God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. James 4, 6. Submit, what's the next verse? Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my savior. 
I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I now turn from them. And I give you my life from this day on. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.